0: gentlemen boys and girls welcome to the disney film project podcast this here program is where we talks about the films of the walt disney company the folks who make them fine motion picture like things yep that's what we do we talk about the disney films here that's why it's called the disney film project podcast you would think that would be self-evident but just want to make sure everybody's on board so uh i am ryan kilpatrick owner and proprietor and blogger at disneyfilmproject.com and with me we have the fine film buffs who make this program uh, full of knowledge, I just kind of turn it over to them and and they make things happen. First of all, we have Mr. Todd Perlmutter, who is the blogger at touringplans.com. He is the chief technical officer of DisneyDrivenLife.com. He's a swell guy and he's Mr. Todd Perlmutter. How are you, sir?
1: I'm great today, Ryan. I was wondering, um, have you ever seen a rubber band?
0: I have, but I have never seen it. Yes, yes, I've seen that one polka dot railroad tie? No, no, that's that's one I have not seen. Eh, no. two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Also, joining us this evening, as she normally does, Miss Brianna Alessio, who is a attractions blogger at DisneyDrivenLife.com, and she is also a fabulous blogger on her own at Adventures of Bri at AdventuresofBri.blogspot.com. Hello, Bri.
2: Hello, Ryan. How are you tonight?
0: Fabulous. Just just couldn't be better. I, I had a nice, lovely, healthy dinner, and now I'm ready to talk about my favorite subject with my favorite people. What could get better than that? Absolutely. Agreed. Speaking of my favorite people, the person who edits this stuff together and makes it sound like uh, I know what I'm talking about, because as these folks can attest, that's not true, uh, that is Miss Cheryl Perlmutter. How are you, Cheryl?
3: Doing good. Um, worked out a lot today, so kind of pooped.
0: I hear you, man. I got up at 5.45 and did a 51-minute workout this morning. Can you believe that? Oh, brutal. I,
1: I, I got up at 5.45 and researched for this
0: show.
2: Oh. <laughs> I, I yeah, got up at, at 6 a.m. and got ready for work.
0: All right. Somebody who I'm guessing did not get up at 6 a.m. this morning, unless her children woke her up, would be our special guest, here on, uh, I believe it is now referred to as TouringPlans.com month uh, on, on the Disney Film Project, Project podcast, because Todd and I, we just love TouringPlans.com so much, we we can't contain our enthusiasm that we need to bring people into the fold to join Woo, our pro-
1: yay Yay! <laughs> right.
0: And because TouringPlans.com is so awesome, part of the reason is our, our guest, Scarlett.
4: Hey, guys! uh Yeah, um, I woke up at 9.30 today.
0: Yeah, that's what I was guessing.
4: Yeah. You're lucky. am tough life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, surprised, um, I'm surprised your kids let you sleep that late.
4: Oh, my gosh. No, I spent months training them where, like, I would, like, slowly keep them up a little bit later every night. Like, they have blackout curtains in their room so the sun doesn't bother them. No, it's it's brilliant. I planned it that way.
0: Okay, you and I have to <laughs> chat after the show.
3: Yeah, <laughs> totally will.
0: It's great. Okay. Yeah, because we need we need to get on this program in this house. Because yeah, this six thirty wake up calls on Saturday have got to end.
4: Yeah, they tried that for a while, and it just it wasn't working for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. All right, so this evening, uh, Scarlet, we are discussing a favorite film of yours. Would you like to tell us what that film is and why you love it so so very very much?
4: Yay! It's Dumbo. Dumbo is like my most favorite favorite Disney movie because. It's adorable, right? Like, Dumbo is just the cutest little guy ever. And he doesn't even need to talk to be all adorable. And uh, the movie in general is just beautiful. Like, the watercolor and everything, gorgeous. And the story is really sweet. And um, it's got a good message. And as a parent, I've found it has another dimension that I didn't really notice before. And it's just all around amazing. Yeah.
0: I, I would totally agree with you. Absolutely. So Dumbo, the 1941 film uh, released by Arke- RKO before Disney was, was in the business of releasing their own movies. It's the fourth Disney animated film, uh, and it, it's got an interesting history, interesting story. Uh, like Scarlett said, it's really awesome. So we, we will talk about the, the depths behind it uh, as we get into what's going on. So I, I doubt that anybody who's listening to this program has not seen Dumbo. I would be surprised. Of the five people that we know who listen to the show, I would <laughs> I would guess they all have seen Dumbo, <laughs> or at least know understand
1: that Dumbo is a baby elephant.
0: Yes. Correct.
1: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> and not one of the seven dwarfs or something.
0: Exactly. Uh, Dumbo is a, so interesting. Back background on Dumbo. Um, you have to go back to the '40s. So everybody, go back to the '40s with me.
3: Surprise.
0: We'll, we'll do the little Wayne's World. Yes. We will flash back to the '40s. The studio, the Disney studio at the time, was uh, in a bit of a trouble because Fantasia, their third animated film, did not do so hot at the box office. Artistically speaking, pretty well; at the box office, not so much. And as we were rolling into the beginnings, soon to be beginnings of World War II, uh, the European market had dried up, so the the studio needed a way to create films that were cheap to produce and made good cash. So, you know, if you can crack that code, that's a good <laughs> thing to do, right? Yes. And they uh, were str-
1: they were struggling like you said, so. Yeah.
0: The other thing that hit upon it uh that hit upon Dumbo is in the in 1941 the animators went on strike at Disney. Uh and we can talk about that later because it's addressed in the film in an indirect way. But it, it was a troubled time at the Disney Studio, and the result of that is Dumbo, which is a film that checks in at sixty-four minutes. It's one of the shortest animated features ever made, until <laughs> Winnie the Pooh.
2: <laughs> I, I wish this movie had been longer.
1: I don't know that it could have been. It doesn't. I don't think that it needs to be.
3: I think I it needs a Dumbo, too. Oh, a Dumbo Two. There, there was a Dumbo Two.
1: There was gonna be too. a Dumbo Two. It didn't happen. Going?
4: I thought it came out in like ninety four.
1: No, they announced in two thousand, and then the studio that was going to do it was closed, and they never
0: finished it. Yep, there was even there's on the DVD version that I have. There's a preview for Dumbo two.
1: Yes, and uh, um, th- you want to know something else the the bat They actually had started it, working on it, and the uh, the backgrounds for it were actually reused for Fox and the Hound two.
3: Oh.
0: Oh, that's, that's kind of scary. That is.
3: <laughs> So, John Lasseter, if you're listening again, we want Dumbo two. Yes, Mr. Lasseter, please
0: so. resurrect it. I agree. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself. I'm good. Dumbo one's fine. I like Dumbo. I don't need more. All right. So I don't uh, want
4: Dumbo two. Uh,
0: there we go. All right. So that's you're outvoted, Cheryl and Bree, three to three to two.
2: Oh, so sad.
0: So. Like Scarlett said, it, it Dumbo's kind of a simple, fun, easy movie and that was the that was the intent. The idea was, let's make something that's less complicated than Fantasia, less moralistic than Pinocchio, less dark, something that's easy and fun and digestible that people will enjoy and we can make a lot of money off of. Yeah. And they and they did. At, the point
1: was if they at this point where they were they they if they didn't do it it would have been the end of the studio, most likely.
0: Well, so there's that.
1: Yeah. Uh,
4: wasn't it originally going to be, like, a short film, and then they decided to make it feature-length because they were trying to save the studio? they make that up? Yes. No, nope,
0: you're right. You're dead yeah, on. Correct. Look at Scarlet bringing the knowledge.
4: You know, that's how I roll.
0: <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, so... It, the, the, and the other the other sad bit of... News that happened for Dumbo is right as it was. It was released in October of 1941. Which, if you yes. know your history, um, it was going to be on the cover of Time Magazine uh, on December, in December of 1941. And then uh, Pearl Harbor happened, so that got the front cover of Time Magazine instead of Dumbo. And they actually estimate that that really hurt the box office. Uh, even though even though it went on to be a success, it, they estimate that that did hurt the box office a great deal.
1: Yeah, it it, it it was released several more times throughout its lifespan, including two in the seven, twice in the seventies. Yep. Um and um yeah it's I mean it it basically it was out of the theaters once uh once that happened with Pearl Harbor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was ho- the hope was it was it was going to get a little lift from that, but uh, not so much. No. That whole war thing got in the way. Yeah. I mean
1: we were we, we as a country even though Pearl Harbor is credited as being what brought us into the war, we were actually pretty much on the brink of entering the war anyway, which was yeah. why which was why the US was attacked and it's um it's also why like for example there's war stuff in the movie at the end of the movie. Correct.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing with the deal. Yeah. All right, so why don't we talk about the story of the movie? Forewarning we're we're going to spoil it. Sorry, I know it's 70 years old, but, you know, these things happen. Uh, But the movie opens with a fun sequence of uh, babies being delivered by the stork. Yes. Who doesn't love the stork?
2: Love that scene. So cute. (laughs)
4: And the music, too.
0: That's the part that, as a parent, you, you really liked, right, Scarlett?
4: Uh yeah. I've always like I've always loved that scene. Like before I had kids, that scene always made me like, I want a baby. Like, holy crap.
0: <laughs> and and it's just that easy, right? The stork just drops the baby off and all's well.
4: Oh yeah, of course. That's exactly how it goes. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Look, there's one now.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, He's flying overhead. No big deal. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh but and poor Mrs. Jumbo though d- does not get a baby, although all the other people get one dropped off and her story comes late and drops off uh the baby as the train is in motion, which I thought was like a nice James Bond stunt scene there, you know.
1: Yeah. He he lands on the back and he walks all the way forward. It
0: was a very interesting. Can't you just see that in like, you know, a, a Daniel Craig James Bond movie? Oh yeah, yeah. He It'd also
2: Daniel did Daniel Craig, yeah.
0: Yeah, he also did that thing where he like, where
1: he's like in the middle of the song and then he says, and then he like just shoots out the back of the, the side of the train or the back of the train or whatever to like, yeah. lean. it's kind of uh, it was a little Mission Impossible
0: there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the baby gets dropped off and every, and all the other all the uh, stuck up old lady elephants think he's cute until his giant ears flop out, and rather than calling him Jumbo Junior as Mrs. Jumbo has suggested, they nickname him Dumbo. That's
1: right. Aw. Yes.
2: He's
0: so sweet. does yeah. anybody just, just like, want to smack those older elephants at, like, every point throughout the movie?
3: I get so angry when I watch it. <laughs> you know what my question is before we move on along too far? Okay. How come Mrs. Jumbo gets a song, a, 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 like, a song and a, and everything from the stork and all the rest of us get this dropped off?
0: Well, he has to make Did up. Did she pay fact somebody
3: that. money or something?
0: He was late. No, no, he, exactly. He had to make up for the fact that he was late, man, and, or he'd get it written up in his performance report or something.
3: Okay,
4: that's what I'm saying. Maybe she had really good insurance. <laughs>
0: yeah. be. That's a good point. That's a good point. She's, yeah. she's got like, platinum healthcare plans. Um. So,
1: um, now she's Mrs. Jumbo. Now, just to get this straight, because he's not actually named Dumbo. Dumbo's a nickname. He's Jumbo Jr. And this is referencing Jumbo the elephant that Barnum, P.T. Barnum bought for like 10 grand or something like that. And then got hit and killed by a train. Did you know that?
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah. So, um, right. So um, this, was, this was, was actually a famous elephant named Jumbo. And the the story goes that Jumbo actually died and was hit by, hit by the train and killed by the train, saving another baby elephant that was named Tiny Tim after Tiny Tim. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Huh. Um, even better, another Disney connection to Jumbo. Jumbo's ashes are actually stored inside a peanut pit peter pan peanut butter
0: jar
2: okay, okay. Oh, that's whoa. so weird it yeah is weird.
0: I, um <laughs> i don't thank know what to sharing. do with that information <laughs> there it is
4: <laughs> it makes me want to not eat peter pan peanut butter yeah, yeah. Pro-
1: yeah. probably yeah. better for it
4: right not that i wanted <laughs> to eat it ever but
0: <laughs> that's bizarre thank you todd
1: yeah well you know
0: for that
2: I'll
0: never be able uh, to conserve that the same. Yeah, that, that's weird. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Okay then. All right. So <laughs> they they arrive at the place where they're going to set up the circus, and we have the um. I, I I don't know a good way to put this. Um, a euphemistic way to say they're they're setting up the circus with the with the animals and such, and the faceless. African American gentlemen singing about how worthless they are. Yeah, it's, did that bother it's, anyone else? No, it's, <laughs> it's, a,
1: it's a pretty tough scene. Um yeah. this is this is the song of the roustabouts, which were which is even worse because you know roustabout is not exactly a, a nice way to refer to. No, her anyway. No. no. <laughs> um, it's uh, and and plus it's it's pretty much them and the elephants putting up the tents. I mean there's like a camel's carrying stuff at one point but other than that no them and the elephants.
0: Yeah, I, and that that's that I mean like I'm trying not to say it's racist but it is. But <laughs> it yeah.
4: <laughs> so it's definitely like not PC. It's definitely a bit racist, but it was 1941 and I'm not saying that's okay, but that's that's really how they set up the circus.
1: Yeah, no, it is. Like it's it's definitely
4: an accurate portrayal of how things were done at the time. Even though, if now in our modern times, it's definitely uncomfortable.
1: It's 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 hard to, but it's not. It's not the worst scene in the world, but it's like in the rain and it's very depressing, and it's like it's it's not really appropriate for the rest of the movie. In to some degree, I guess, in my opinion.
4: Right. I think it really I really think it's deeper than that. I think they're really trying to show the like circus dichotomy of how behind the scenes animals are abused, people are abused. It's all kind of pretty horrible in circus life. But as like patrons going to the circus, you think it's happy and music and fun and I think they wanted to show that.
0: That's a pretty good point actually. I think yeah. I think they um I think they were definitely trying to show the fact that there's a whole group of people behind the scenes doing stuff, and that, that there was definitely a class system in the in the circus. Because, like, if you notice, of all the humans in the movie, pretty much the ringmaster's the only one who actually gets, like, a real face. Besides the clowns, and that's a whole different story. But, like, an actual human face, it's just the ringmaster. Yeah. You know, the guy who's in charge is the only one who has, you know, a nose.
1: I, You know what I was impressed with during this scene, though? Is it apparently Dumbo, who is a newborn already knows how to put up a circus tent because he's doing some pretty important stuff like tying the tarps together and stuff like that i was pretty impressed with that
2: yeah not so dumb after all
0: that's how it goes man
4: it's like when i let my baby drive my car they're just born knowing how to do that no big deal right
0: exactly and then comes probably what the second saddest moment in disney filmmaking behind bambi's mother dying where dumbo gets made fun of by the young kids at the circus and Jumbo lashes out at them and then gets dragged away and put into a cage. Well,
1: uh, yeah, it, that actually happens just after one of like what is considered one of the best animation moments in history, which is the bath time scene.
0: Ah, uh, yes, very true.
1: Mm. Yeah, so um, it's Bill Titla, Titla How do you pronounce that? Titla. Titla. Okay. His real name is Vladimir. Vladimir. You always have to say Vladimir <laughs> just like that. I knew yes. you were going to do that, so. <laughs> Uh Yeah, so th- I, that is uh, considered one of the best, you know, animated moments in history of animated moments. So
0: yeah, Titla was known for his like not cutesy, but you know, like kind of heartwarming moments. That's that's his. That was his signature. Um, right. And this is the yeah, this is the one that um, that's the the best of of all of those. Yeah. most people would agree. Well, Dumbo was his character, so... Yep. That's- uh, and so, yeah, I mean, you're, it's, a, it's a very good point. It's the juxtaposition between that and the next scene where his mother gets dragged away that makes it so powerful. Right.
1: I'm very not going to new-
4: lie, I, I cried.
0: Me too.
2: <laughs> I
4: you? I saw, like, a big fat baby during that scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's worse since I had kids. Like I, yeah, had a very I can prof- imagine. Like, right after Malcolm was born... I've always watched Dumbo to, like, cheer myself up. Like, that's my movie. It's only an hour long. Like, I'll pop it in, whatever. And I remember Malcolm being, like, a week old. And I'm, like, sitting, holding him on the couch watching Dumbo. (laughs) And I thought I was going to die. Like, oh, my... I'm going to cry right now, like, just thinking about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dumbo's mother getting dragged away, like I said, to me, that's the second saddest moment in in Disney filmmaking behind uh, Bambi's mother getting shot. Yeah. It's just... It's just so powerful and so profound, um, but but fortunately we get Timothy Mouse in the picture right after that. Uh, yes, as as to to cheer things up a little bit because they have denounced uh, the other evil elephants have denounced Dumbo as is not an elephant, and Timothy jumps into the picture to uh, to right the wrongs. I, I really think Timothy's a superhero. Is what I'm saying?
1: He's one of my all-time favorite Disney characters, honestly. He doesn't actually say a lot truthfully, but it's I just enjoy him cuz he's got just he's got always got good screen moments.
2: Okay, can I say something about Timothy Mouse? Okay. Please do. <laughs> I love him, him his face. He's just such a cute character. The voice just bothered me a little bit. Really? Yeah.
0: Why why is that?
2: I don't know. I just didn't think that it suits his style and his look. I don't know.
1: I just so it, he he's voiced by Edward Brophy, right? Now, Edward Brophy. This was his only ever animated voiceover role. Other than that, he played gangsters. Yeah, uh,
0: well, which I'm assuming, sense. He, which I'm assuming he did the same voice for.
1: Yes, <laughs> I, I I presume the same thing. So I, you know, I I know. How are you with gangster
0: movies?
2: Well, see, I love gangster movies. But not necessarily the voice of a mouse.
0: So, what you're saying is Al Capone as a gangster doesn't do it for you. Or as a gangster mouse.
2: As a gangster mouse, correct. Correct.
0: And to be I clear, that's gangster gang- films. Right. To be clear, that's gangster mouse, not gangsta mouse. That's a whole different thing.
2: Right. Then he'd be wearing like a whole gold necklace and have a gold cap tooth.
0: Absolutely. That would make it a. Maybe that was what was in Dumbo too. and that's why they scrapped it.
2: Oh, yeah. that would make sense
0: modern yeah, stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They could couldn't go with that. No. No, I, but I love the way that Timothy makes friends with him, like when Dumbo's in the hay pile and he's offering him the peanut and you just see the the hay pile shake its head.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Adorable. Adorable. Oh yeah.
1: And, and uh, he immediately focuses on the ears right cuz he knows the ears are the problem. Yeah. Right? So he immediately ref- he immediately um Starts talking about Dumbo's ears as beautiful and, you know, great things and on and on and on. So, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Did you also catch he's whistling um, the Casey Jr. song from the very beginning? Yes. I missed that.
0: Yep. Yeah, Timothy whistles that song as he's walking around before he, before he meets Dumbo. It's kind of cool. but But Timothy actually gets him into, like, more trouble. Did you <laughs> notice that? Like... Like, he, he's supposed to be – in the end, it turns out okay, but for the next few minutes of the film, he actually leads Dumbo astray for a while. He, he does. Um, well,
1: he means well, right? That's the point. He feels bad for Dumbo, and he's kind of become Dumbo's surrogate, right? Because up until this point, Dumbo's been following his mother around and grabbing his mother's tail, and now he's following Timothy around and grabbing Timothy's tail, right? So he's yeah. kind of taking on an almost parental role for Dumbo. As a result, so. I it's, love that.
2: Uh, I love when Dumbo keeps wrapping his trunk around Timothy's tail and walking around. Him. It's
1: so sweet. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, pyramid of pachyderms, not a great
0: idea. Yeah,
1: no, no. that didn't work out. Really. No.
0: No. No. Yeah. Uh yeah, so they have the pyramid of pachyderm stunt that doesn't work and uh instead Dumbo gets turned into a clown uh yes, he where he jumps out of a burning building into a vat of pie filling. Yeah. So that happened. <laughs> it's
1: yeah, it's not a it uh, I get well the audience loved it and the clowns loved it. Uh it only makes Dumbo more sad.
0: Yes. And so, yeah, he, he just, uh, yeah, he, he's definitely more sad and uh, depressed until Timothy tells him that he's going to take him to see his mother, which then I believe that scene is the, um, the crying scene of all crying scenes. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Scarlet's crying now.
4: Oh, it's painful. Like, that's so hard to watch.
1: It's, I mean, it's, they, oh. they can't even really see each other, right? Yeah. And that they can only touch each other. And it's, it's very, uh, it, it's super sad for that reason. It's because they're separated by walls and society, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, a- again, you know, going back to the fact that this is a very, um, there's a lot of stereotypes in this movie, which there were in, I, discounting Fantasia, though Fantasia does have the whole thing that was cut out of it, which we'll discuss if, when we discuss Fantasia. Um there, there was a lot of uh, stereotypical stuff in these first few movies. Yeah, absolutely right? And this, this is one of those this is they've been separated by society. I mean, truth is right, is the, there have been times in history where an elephant has you know harmed a human to some degree, and it's been shot, right? And that's what, I, you know, that, that's what I was pointing out to Cheryl is that the reality of the situation is that she wouldn't have even been locked up, she'd be somewhere else at this you know dead, dead and buried at this point in time. Okay, so that they can have this moment is great, and this is the this is the Oscar-winning song. Nominated, it did not win. Oh, it didn't win for this? No, it the won, score, the, the score won. One. Yeah, okay, the
0: score won an Oscar, but the the song was nominated. It's "Baby Mine." It was the song, um, and, and the great thing is, like, Mrs. Jumbo says, um, the only thing she says in the movie is his name, Jumbo Junior, and the only thing, and Dumbo does not speak. But as far as emoting and animation like they, they get across everything they need to with either Timothy or you know through song That's pretty incredible if you think about it
2: through I just watched it when I got home from work today and I, I was laying on my bed you know I, I shed a couple tears you know during the scene when the mother was taken away but during that scene I cried like a little baby I was just sobbing. Just the the pow- oh my god, it's so much emotion.
0: I think we I think we've lost Brie and Scarlett. <laughs> I might
4: be crying like a huge baby right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh Sorry, god. it's emotional. Well, see, like I, I almost think it's worse than like Bambi's mom. Because at least like with Bambi's mom, this is gonna sound awful, but like Bambi's mom, it's like gone.
3: Like I yes. feel like
4: a, a death is almost acceptable with this. Like to have it so close and to be so close to someone that you can almost hold them, but you can't for something so like innocent, where she was trying to protect her child. Like it kills me. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's and that's the point, right? Is 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 if you listen to the Yenta elephants, right? <laughs> they're um. They're, they're, I there. That's what it. those are uh, not
3: Yenta. Those are snobs. Well, yeah,
1: <laughs> that's yeah. Okay, I, I I just wrote Yenta elephants because Yentas are gossipy, you know. No, so but they
3: were snobby.
1: They were. Go- I I don't disagree they with were, that. They
3: were. like mean girls elephants.
1: But but they one of them does point out that it it that it was in a moment of motherly love. But the other ones, they're not parents right and they just dis- what and apparently have not ever encountered a child other than this so they all kind of discard her for it right so um Definitely. and that's that's what happens earlier so it's uh it it's a, again like i'm like i keep getting to it's it's a you know there's a lot of so- society separate it, basically like when we talked about fox and the hound same thing right it, it, in fact almost exactly the same things are separ- are separating the the characters in this movie as ours? Se- as we're trying to separate them in Fox and the Hound.
0: Yeah, that's 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 true. Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's a very touching scene. The thing, yeah, the thing this movie does is it's a roller coaster. You know, it has the comedy scenes and then it goes back into the the sad and the emotional scenes. So the next scene is is the scene that's actually a parody of the animation strike so the characters in this movie the clowns that are talking about how they're going to go hit the big boss for a raise the whole point of it that is is them it is basically the animators who stayed at the studio and didn't go on strike were making fun of the guys who did and they were talking about how you know if you notice the clowns keep talking about how they're you know, they were the reason why that act was so successful. Ignoring the fact that there was an elephant that jumped out of a building.
1: They they even say at one point, "Elephants ain't got no
0: feeling." Right. Mm. So, and they're the ones. Yeah. So the idea is, it's it's kind of poking fun at the animators who thought that they were the talent instead of uh, the ones who were on strike, instead of you know the guys who came up with the stories and the and the studio ex- itself. Right. Um. But separate from the subtext, it works in the, in the context of the film because they start celebrating with a bottle of champagne, it appears. I'm assuming that's what it is. And I, uh, that, yeah. that gets dumped into a nearby uh, vat of water, or I don't know what you would call it, bucket, I guess. Bucket works. Bucket. Yeah. Which uh, Dumbo and Timothy then accidentally, I'm going to put that in air quotes, partake of,
1: well, yeah, they, Well, I mean, it's not like you expect the water bucket to have champagne in it. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah.
4: <laughs> All I'm saying is if I had just been visiting my mom, who I'm separated from, in prison, yeah. I would want my best friend to get me drunk, too.
1: I'm with Scarlet on this. I suppose that's one way to look at it, Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Dumbo's, like, what, three weeks old? So this could be considered child abuse. Uh, No big
4: deal. Did you see him put up that circus tent? He's cool. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. He's got skills. That's a very valid point.
4: Yeah, so they
0: get drunk. That's basically what happens. Uh, And as a result, we get hallucinations. Probably the trippiest thing you've seen in a Disney film up to this point. Barring Fantasia. Oh, no, this is trippier
1: than Fantasia. Although it has a moment where it plays homage to Fantasia in the middle of it. Yeah. Right, because
3: it's...
1: It's pink elephants on parade. Yes, it is. It is definitely pink elephants on parade. They also break the fourth wall. Yeah. Because uh, there's one point where they actually have the elephants march around the edge of the screen. Yes, they do. Right, Mm -hmm. and that's, you know... So they are acknowledging that they are on a movie screen
2: it's a bit trippy and disturbing, but very cool what they what they did with the animation
1: yeah it gets a little weird with the um with the different colored ones and the plaid ones and they they do look mean,
0: Some yeah, of them I mean do. yeah
1: right it's a did, little scary yeah did, did you know that um the uh the original Dumbo ride was supposed to actually be the pink elephants not actually Dumbo mm.
3: <sighs>
1: that would have been cool yeah no, but
3: you
1: know what the plaid the plaid one reminded me of is, um, Winnie the Pooh and Heffalumps.
3: Well, it's yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty online that talks about how similar both scenes are. Yeah,
4: even
0: the music is a little similar.
1: Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, I
4: think like, I think they intended the pink elephants to be scary though. Like that song, like they use it even in the, like Hallowish's fireworks and stuff like that. Like it's definitely yeah. creepy. And like almost like ominous, maybe like I almost feel like it's a message against um, getting drunk or doing hallucinogens.
1: It, it, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, the the whole pink elephant thing, right? So that goes back to Jack London, right? He's the original author who coined the the concept of seeing pink elephants while drunk, and yeah. so it's it already predates the movie by you know thirty some thirty thirty five years or so, and um, it's uh, it's hard to say which way they're going with. I mean. Obviously, they're saying bad things can happen when you're drunk.
0: Yeah, the pink elephants are scary. Uh, they're they're disturbing, uh, but the animation is really good. I, I, I particularly like when they smash the one and it turns into multiple little elephants.
1: Yeah, they keep getting – like, like the big ones make smaller ones, and then suddenly they kind of like do this thing with the camera. Well, not really, but I mean it's the animation, but – it's you know it's got a feel of the camera where suddenly the camera is making them be- take up the whole screen even though they were small elephants a few minutes ago. I do kind yeah. of dig that kind of stuff.
0: Very yeah, neat. I like it. Uh, but all that is is there to serve as a segue because we can't have Dumbo just all of a sudden find out that he flew. But the next morning, Dumbo and Timothy wake up in a tree, uh, and Timothy concludes that the way he got up there is by flying. Uh, which he then perceives to be mercilessly mocked by a group of crows nearby. Yes.
1: I just want to say, friends don't let friends
0: fly drunk. True. (laughs) Yet they serve alcohol on the planes.
4: Hopefully not to the pilots.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That
4: would be bad.
1: They had it in the bar before they boarded. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) I I have to say the crows are like my favorite thing about the movie. I love the crows.
4: Oh, I hated them. All. I I enjoy the crows too. I love them also. I think they're adorable and witty and fantastic.
1: Plus in any any group of creatures that have, break into a scat number or uh Yes. You know. Exactly.
4: <laughs> I think they have one of the best songs in like Disney history. I love their songs so much.
1: It's it's really one of the most memorable songs. I agree with that.
0: Any song with puns, you got it. You got to put it, give
1: you it know, up for puns. Like like I was, like I was doing in the beginning of the podcast. It's just they they um yeah because they're, they're making they're poking fun at the fact that the English language is one of the uh, most confusing languages in, in creation. <laughs> right, <laughs> so that so that something that set if like if, if you take any of those things and you literally translated them into other languages. They would, pro- they, pe- they would lose their meaning, right? Like, you know what a baseball bat is, but I'm not even sure, ba- well, baseball bat's probably a bad one, but like Fireside Chat, which was obviously an FDR reference, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But um, it was, you know, they, they go through this whole thing and I, like, like, I still don't know what a polka dot railroad tie is. That's the only one that throws me every single time.
4: Uh, a railroad- well, do you know what a railroad tie is?
1: Right, but I don't understand why they say polka dot railroad tie. That's what confuses me. Like, if they said polka dot tie or railroad tie, I would have been okay with it, but polka dot
0: railroad tie throws me. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you've never- you've never been going down the tracks and see polka dots on the, on the- on the railroad ties? If I do, I'm gonna question why I drank before I got on the train. Yeah, good point. Even I
3: usually see he, strikes. Even when he's even drunk on the train he's not seen the, the, the polka <laughs> <railroad> dot <dies. laughs>
0: do you make a habit of being drunk on trains Todd
1: no no but you know when you uh you know so you take the auto train right and you get dinner and they have <laughs> wine at the table that they serve you and you can drink wine until and if their carafe empties out you can ask for more wine so it's you know uh huh it ha- it happened and then they have a bar and
0: you know sure Okay. Yeah. All I right. see where this is going. I see what you're putting down there. But, yeah, they, so they have the song, and, and Timothy is trying to convince Dumbo to fly again, and he uses the magic feather yes. concept. Uh, so tells Dumbo that one of the crow's feathers is magic. Dumbo holds on to the feather, and he believes that he can fly, and therefore he does. Uh, and then we have the, the, the climax of the movie. We go back to the circus, where Dumbo jumps out of the building with the magic feather, and he drops the magic feather on the way down. But Timothy yep. manages to convince him to go ahead, spread his wings, and fly. And he flies through the room like a World War II bomber, um, shooting water and peanuts at people.
1: Yes, Woo-hoo! at the at the end to elephants.
0: Yes, at the end to elephants, and we we close the movie with uh, the train with Dumbo being a media darling, and uh, he has his own little car at the back of the train. Uh, for himself and his mother, she waves at him as he's flying by with the crows.
2: And Timothy Mouse became his manager.
1: That's right, and that's actually yes. the only time that you actually find out Timothy's name in the movie. By the way,
0: true sure enough, oh. right?
1: Is 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 from his signature at the end. You never know yep. anything else that goes on. So,
0: yeah. It's a a short, like we were saying at the beginning, it could have been longer, but I mean, it's a short, compact story. They pack it all in, you know, really play on the emotions, tug on the heartstrings quickly. I think they just, you know, accomplish everything really, really smoothly and really well. Um, Scarlett mentioned the watercolors, which I wanted to talk about, too. I mean, it's it's one of those movies that, that has the watercolor backgrounds. So Lilo and Stitch is probably the one, the most recent one that anybody's seen that has right. this. Um, Snow White did it as well, but uh, not that many of them do have the watercolor backgrounds, and I think it makes isn't, a difference the tone of the movie.
4: Isn't Debo actually just completely watercolor? Like it's not just the backgrounds. I think the whole thing is watercolor. No,
1: no, it was it was a it? it was cell based. Yeah.
4: Huh. All a- right.
1: A- actually, did you know that most of the uh, the animation cells are actually Gone or destroyed from Dumbo. Yep. Because the, they would finish as they finished a the scene, they would take they would take them. They would line the hallways with them, and then they'd slide down the hallways and they like destroyed all the cells. the oh. The other problem was is that the gray paint that they used for the elephants wasn't really um, a color that was meant to be painted onto the cells. They couldn't find the right color cell color to do it, so they just painted a regular paint on. But what happened was is as soon as they would move and bend the cell, the all the gray paint from the elephants would all pop off, so so something like ninety-seven percent of the movie is destroyed as a result, uh, other than what's on film.
4: That's so sad.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because well, a lot of times nowadays, you can buy the cells of like the movies and the animated cartoons and everything like that. You know, especially in those shops that are in the various parks. Um, but you can't do that for Dumbo cells.
0: Yeah, it's a Dumbo cell is like one of the most sought-after animation collectibles on the market. They go for lots and lots and lots of money. They sure do.
2: I kind of wish there was a Dumbo character walking around the Magic Kingdom.
4: Used to be, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Dumbo used to be in the Main Street Electrical Parade.
0: Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he's featured in the uh, the magical fireworks at Disneyland, which I'm not <laughs> sure they still have. I think
1: they. Were They're back. still
4: going.
0: Are they okay? Yeah, and he still he still flies over the castle and everything.
1: Um, the so you know what's interesting I f- about Dumbo is that the is that he hated being a clown, right? Yet the picture that he's how he's depicted everywhere is always him in his clown uniform, but without the makeup on. Yeah. Okay, but mm-hmm. he hates he hated being a clown more than anything else. So it's kind of odd that they do that to him as a character. Maybe it was just it the makeup. He hated. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, there are a lot of collectibles of him where he has—he actually has the goggles from the end on his head. Yep. You see a lot of that stuff too. Well,
1: the uh, the um the the really famous um Disneyland sketch that they that then in the seventies they put into a poster and they recently re-released just a few years ago another uh, another edition of it where they have all the um the the Sleeping Beauty's castle in the background and all the characters from Disneyland all flying all over it i had that poster that was above my bed growing up for like until i was like 18 years old and like le- moved out of the house so oh, that's awesome and then my mom remodeled my room she didn't actually save it
0: thanks mom <gasps> oh, that's hard mom. Yeah, mom yeah yeah this one i mean this one holds a really special place in my heart like like i remember it from when i was a kid but my son when he was three years old he watched this movie every day. Really, every day he wanted to see Dumbo. And so the more I watched it, you know, like the more you watch something, sometimes it can wear down on you, and you you're you just look at it and you're like, oh, I don't want to see this again. But you know, I didn't watch, I didn't sit down and watch it with him every day. But the more I watched, the more I appreciated how like amazing the animation and everything is. Like the the crow sequence is is. You know, you mentioned the Bill Tightless stuff with Dumbo, and how his acting is considered one of the, the biggest things ever done in animation. But the crow sequence that Ward Kimball, my personal hero, did, uh, is also considered one of one of his greatest works. You know, where the crows are doing their scat song and, and dancing back and forth. Just the motion, what he he did was he actually usually they Disney asked their animators to do stuff to make them real fluid, to make the characters move very fluidly. Yep. So they would have them draw eight, nine, ten steps in a pose, and Ward Kimball decided just to take some of those out to make the movements more herky-jerky, and and it works so awesome in the movie.
1: You know what I love about when I see an elephant fly is that, um, you know how I always complain that when they when there's too much talking in a song. Yeah. Thi- if you're going to talk in a song, this is how you do it, right? Because yep. this this is because this just plays right and if feels right and it works right i mean of course it's going to be crows that you know find timothy and dumbo up a tree of course it's going to be crows that help him fly because it just makes sense right so you, when you have um all this um society issues going on it, it's just because timothy and dumbo are are at their bottom when they're drunk right literally yeah. at the bottom of the barrel and <laughs> <It's> true <laughs> and and this that so it, depicting crows, yes, there's, there are – again, there's racial undertones there, right? In fact, the lead crow in the script is actually Jim Crow, right? Which is a reference to the Jim Crow laws, which were the laws about segregation. Yeah. OK. Um, and it, so they're, they knew what they were doing. And, it, it's, and it's not in a bad way because I don't think that the animators and the designers did this to say – to poke fun – Okay, I think they're intentionally calling out the stereotypes, right? To to make a point.
4: It's I agree with Todd completely, um, I, and I think it's again showing the balance from the beginning when they had the whole setting up the circus scene, and now we're seeing this completely different depiction.
1: Right, yeah. because it was um the the problem with that time period was not. The people. It was the the people who made the laws, right? And the laws themselves. That was the problem. Okay, because the truth was is people were comfortable with themselves. These crows, they don't care. Okay, they they were happy with who they were, right? And they were and and that's why you know they're poking fun at Dumbo at first, but then Timothy has this what is considered the you know the. The, a turnaround moment in the movie, right, where he where he gives this this downtrodden speech, and he takes off his hat, and he tells about the sorrows of Dumbo, and the crows they they turn around and they buy into it, and they work to make sure that Dumbo can fly because they bought into it, you know, and it, it's 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 a movie about faith at that point, right? Yeah, because you know the and you know what the um the funny thing is right is that um is that there's basically there's two there's two uh huge we talk about tropes all the time, right? First of all, this is the movie that's credited with uh the the concept of the magic feather. That's obviously that's where this comes from. This nothing else gets credit for this. Um and, Absolutely. And, even, and um the other the other one though is this concept of it well the whole movie takes place in Florida, right? And um Woo-hoo! The um the newspaper, the Weekly World News, um existed in Florida, right? So when you when you look at it that way, of course, that only an elephant could fly in Florida, right?
0: Uh, I see where you're going there. <laughs> right, <I see laughs> what you're all saying. the
1: crazy stories came out of Florida, so obviously that was why they picked Florida for it. Um, I I well, I do I do wonder if uh, Florida being picked was also because you know like a precursor. Like, do, do you think Walt knew this early and they that? You know, it's always been questioned how – when did they start planning the Florida project?
0: Um, basically 1959.
1: Well, that's when they started buying up the land. No, they, did
0: didn't they, start, they didn't start buying land for Disney World until the mid-60s. In fifty nine sixty that range, they started looking at doing something on the East Coast because they were uh, in talks to do something in St. Louis, right. and so it wasn't. And and then with the World's Fair, um, they they went ahead and, and decided to do it. Right, um,
1: but I I guess my question is more: was was Florida always at their mind? Because here's the thing, right? There are very few. Um, of the animated movies, uh, take place in the United States, right. and this is this is one of them. Okay, and none of them call out geography like that. Yeah.
0: No. Okay. No, I, I I think I really do think it's just one of those like divine co- coincidences because okay. they started they started working on like I said they they had a project they were going to do in St. Louis, um, right near the Arch. Uh, for like an indoor Disneyland, for lack of a better term, uh, but they actually couldn't come to terms because uh, Walt didn't want to sell beer in St. Louis, and that doesn't really work. Yeah. If you've ever been to St. Louis, you know found the town founded by Budweiser. Um, but and then with the World's Fair in '64, they finally they they had planned on doing Disneyland somewhere in the eastern half of the U.S. Um, but they didn't really decide that they would do it in Florida until after the 64 World's Fair.
2: Walt was so ahead of his time, though. Maybe he was thinking of these things way before. Like the, These are yeah. things we'll never know, of course, but
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have. there's no way of knowing for sure, you know, but uh, everything I've ever read, you know, basically they started thinking about doing something on the East Coast in the late 50s, early 60s, mm-hmm. so... But yeah, it's kind of it. It is odd that like the movie is set in Florida, and not just set in Florida. But I mean, like you know, when you look at the geography of where so, uh, the train goes through, it pretty much goes through Orlando.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's the and the circus is the WDP Circus, which is the Walt Disney par- I mean the Walt Disney Parade, right? That's what it says on the sign. It says the WDP Circus,
4: mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. So they, you know, it's it's very, it's all interesting. Yeah. You know, it's all there, people. Well, yeah, I mean you go and you go, okay, yeah, well, look where it is, and they have a zoo there now, you know.
0: Whoa. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Weird stuff does come out of Florida, though, you know, so maybe it was just that.
1: Do we <laughs> want to talk
0: about the strange origin of the story? We can we can we can touch on it briefly. I mean, the the Dumbo was not a Book per se is the best way to put it, I guess. The uh, the story came out from a prototype of a toy. Well, an almost storybook. Uh, you know what's funny is now
1: I never they there's this whole article that these things didn't exist, but I had things like this, not for Dumbo, but I had s- storybooks that like had the two rollers and did this yeah you know when i was a kid i and i'm i so i kind of find that what i read about it especially so the the big article about it is michael barrier's article up specifically about the dumbo roller book and its history and the history of the dumbo story which we will include in the show notes um it's that's but that's the big one but it's it's just odd to me because they talk about it like these things never existed and i'm thinking no i had books like you know storybooks like this when i was a kid where you'd you where you'd roll it and then you'd roll it back and you'd get a different story and then you'd roll it forward and you get the other story you know it it just did that so yeah
3: mm.
0: but you were born in the 40s so no no oh, okay the 1840s the 1840s no. <laughs> <laughs> time pill i out of here for news of the world
1: <laughs> so there's one little uh Thing that I wanted to mention because uh, it reminded me of the it reminds me of the last scene in, where not the very last scene on the train where they're playing the goodbye music but the um when he finally flies without the feather and he jumps from the now eight times taller burning building yes um, fire in a circus tent not a good idea uh but that wasn't it uh, <laughs> is I I'm I'm reminded of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when I see this scene okay because, okay you're gonna have to explain that. Right, so because how, they, how you fly, according to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, is you throw yourself at the ground, and then at the last minute you get distracted and you miss the ground, and that's how you fly. And that's what this scene reminds me of, because he's falling and falling and falling, and Timothy is pleading with him, right? Okay. And, then at the, and then just as they're about to hit the mat, he zooms away from the ground at an angle, and then takes off back up to the top of the big top. Okay. Okay. So it, it reminds me of that. I just figured I'd throw that out there.
3: I did want to point out that unfortunately there were no Star Wars references in this movie. So sad.
1: As we mentioned before, kind of hard when they occur before Star Wars.
0: True, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I think I think it's in there. We just I think that's that's the challenge to the listeners is to dig into uh, the movie and find the Star Wars connection to Dumbo.
1: I, I mean, it does have a lot of magic because you know Verna Felton, you know Jiminy Cricket, you know, uh, you know the Blue Fairy, the you know the uh, Fairy Godmother. There, you know, it's Verna Felton. You have. That's what I'm saying um, it's there. We yeah, just it's have all in it. there. All
4: we can make mad. like a twenty. We can make like a twenty degrees of separation kind of thing
1: out. Of it. Yes. I, I really
4: can. feel like if Dumbo could speak, what he would have said was, "Help me, Timothy Q. Mouse. You are my only hope."
1: I think you're right. <gasps> think yes. Everyone, yes. Yes. Yeah, you know what's scary? Um, it they had this TV show when you know, where Dumbo did speak.
4: Yes, I loved that show, Dumbo Circus. <laughs> I'm sorry, I no, watched okay. that show this, when I was a kid.
3: Oh was man, the, was this the
0: like the puppet show thing?
4: It was like live
0: action. Li- yeah, yeah, live yeah. action with like puppets, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like Legend of the Lion King type thing. And he spoke,
1: and he was in his clown outfit. I remember know. this. Yeah.
4: Oh, man, that show was brilliant. <laughs> I would give anything, if, if anybody has a recording of that somewhere, I will pay you so much money. No <laughs> joke. All right.
0: So it's it's Dumbo, uh, a, a classic, if, if ever there were one. Um so let's see let's 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 give this sucker a rating. Bree, what did you think of Dumbo? We haven't heard a ton except your your tears from from Baby Mine. I want to hear your 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 thoughts on Dumbo.
2: All right. The only thing that greatly greatly disturbed me about this film were the clowns because I have a horrible fear of clowns. Um so when he had on the white makeup, you know, that was a bit disturbing for me. However, I managed to get over that.
1: <laughs> the, the opening credits have that really scary clown in the beginning of them. Of them. Yeah.
2: And, and you That's know, i got a lot of that film. So when it started with a clown, I thought, what am I getting myself into? But thankfully, it wasn't that bad. Um, I did enjoy it so much. You really... You can't beat Dumbo. He's such a sweetheart, and he's definitely one of my favorite Disney characters. And it just goes to show you, even though a character who doesn't speak can be powerful, just like Elliot, Pete's Dragon, that we were talking about a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, And it's such a wonderfully made movie. Yes, only 63 minutes long, but very sweet and kind. And I am going to give it a four.
0: I love it. All right, let's go to the uh, the Central Florida home of the Perlmutters, and uh, let's see what we we get from there. Cheryl, what do you, what about you?
3: Well, since I don't want Scarlet to hate me for forever, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a four point three.
0: All right, so you don't want her to hate you forever, just like for a certain time period.
3: I don't want she hate me at all. So
0: okay, I just want to clarify. Never
3: hate you ever.
0: <laughs> Perfectly fair, Mr. Todd Perlmutter Um,
1: okay. Um, I'm I'm just gonna go with a four. I mean, I I love Dumbo a lot. Not my favorite of the Disney movies, but uh, certainly up there. Definitely something like you know if if I could you know grab something quick, you know I, I agree with Scarlett. It's like because it's an hour long, you can sit down and just like pretty much fill any
0: gap with it. Yep, I agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly with all of you guys. I I will also uh, give it a four. It's uh, it holds a lot of sentimental value for me just because of my son. I mean, he actually asked for a stuffed Dumbo when he was a kid for Christmas. Um, if we still have it. He still hugs it every now and then. Uh, I just it, it it's a perfect, cute little movie. But there's also a lot of depth to it with the animation and the and the characters. So I, I love it. All right, our special guest, Scarlet.
4: Uh, So I'm rating it out of five.
0: Yeah, out of
1: five.
4: Um, seventeen. Can I give it a seventeen? I think that's fair. (laughs) Okay, that's what I give it. Seventeen.
1: Okay, it'll raise our average a little bit, but we'll be all right with it. All right, I think
4: this. I think this movie is perfect. I wouldn't change a single thing about it. It's amazing, and I love it.
0: Cool. Completely understandable. All right. So that will do it for this week's program we hope you enjoyed our look at dumbo Uh, until next week you can stay in touch with us in a variety of ways you can comment on this show in the show notes at disneyfilmproject.com where we'll list all kinds of fun things that we uh, talked about in this show you can uh, hit us up on facebook disney film project on facebook you can uh, tweet us if you if you like the show or if you didn't like the show just let us know at dis film project uh, leave us a review on itunes let us know how we're doing uh and of course remember if you're on the go you can check us out on stitcher radio and that's a good way to listen to the podcast all right now it's plug time touringplans.com that is the website where scarlet works
4: Woo!
0: she does all the hard work we had henry on and i think scarlet actually does like the hard work is what i'm saying
4: thank you thank you everyone write to henry and tell him that <laughs> uh, send an email to webmaster at touringplans.com and say Scarlett is the bestest
0: there we go alright so that's that's what the fourth task that we've given the listeners during this show uh, and then also say that Todd and Ryan are great bloggers If while you're including that because we have our blogs there at touringplans.com uh, and then you can also go over to our our friends at disneydrivenlife.com because Todd does, does great chief technical stuff that allows Bree and I to write things there brie writing about attractions myself about you know movies because i don't get to do that enough and then you can also check out brie at adventures of brie at adventures of brie dot blogspot dot com all right folks so uh until you see an elephant fly we will see you next week
3: see you people bye
0: well hush my bee
3: oh look tumbo they toasting you